0: I'll drink to that, where we get behind the scenes of the beverage business. I'm Levi Dalton.
1: I'm Erin Scala.
0: And here's our show today. Samuel Tinan of the Tinan Winery in Tokai Hungary. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you very much. I'm very pleased to be in New York. It's my first time and uh, I'm very happy. Welcome to the United States. So you were born in Bordeaux. Yes, born in Bordeaux in 1969. Uh, wine producing uh, family in uh, saint croix And my sister runs uh, today's estate. And, uh, and uh, we are a sweet wine producer in Bordeaux, in saint croix So I'm um, quite very comfortable on botetis wine.
0: Yeah, so you had a history in, in making Betreuse wine from the family. Mm-hmm. And did you go to viticulture school in France?
1: Yes, I studied in Bordeaux and then in Montpellier and I uh, get my study done. And then I moved to Spain for a year. And then uh, I moved to Chile uh, because my, my intention was to, to move to Chile because it's quite a paradise to make wine over there and uh since since i was uh I was child that that was something very important for me to uh finish my study and go to chile and uh then I start an harvest over there and uh I, in France at that time we had to do one year in the army in france and then it was a possibility to make a cooperation and then I tried to to make all the things to go uh, to chile for two years and the French administration was refusing the the paperwork. So I had to go back to, to France and uh, the people I was working with in Chile uh, offered me to, to try the same, but in Tokai in Hungary. So uh, to be honest, I didn't knew nothing about Tokai. I didn't know that uh, there is... Uh, I, I knew the name, but just just uh, even I didn't know that it's uh, made out of butterflies. And then I just jumped in at the right time. I was the first French uh, before privatization, before uh, many things happened in 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 Tokyo, it was in '91, and uh, it was just after the Soviet uh, army left the country in September, and uh, arrived in October. So that was uh, just the right time. And uh, more or less, that uh, that's the basics. Why 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 tokai and why why I I, I put
0: my finger on that story. That's uh, and you had been doing some consulting in other parts of the world, like in the United States and in yes. Italy.
1: Yes. Uh, saying uh, uh, when I get uh, my job uh, uh, in, in, in Tokai, I work for a company during three years, three, four years. And then I resign and um, I was already starting making uh, some kind of vinification during, during my holidays in uh, Australia. Taking, taking holiday from Hungary in deep winter, going to Australia for months. It was not too good. Good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, then finishing this work, uh, I didn't know where, where and how. And, uh, I get a consultancy contract, uh, with Oremus, with Tokai Oremus. And then, uh, with this, I had the structure to, to start consultancy. And, uh, uh I came to, to Texas. I was in South Africa. I was in most of the country in Central Europe. I was in uh, Ukraine, in uh, Moldova, in Crimea, in Russia, you know, uh, like uh, somehow a fireman. I, I was not a, a, a consultant to, to give recipes. It was more something that uh, uh, we are just before the harvest. We don't have winemaker. Could you come? Uh, that, more or less that was this type of work. And in Tokai, uh, with Orimus, it was quite a big, uh, big work to, to, to design a winery and to build the winery and to, um, to, to really give the structure of, uh, of the company to, to be, uh, on a good level. And then when I finished this contract with Orimus it was in 2000, it was a choice as uh, I had a house with a cellar, empty cellar. But uh, how to follow with tokai because uh um and then uh I was uh, making business plan, buying lands so or buying tractor, buying grapes, so no ones was a good one because uh I didn't have any money, so um I arrived at the point that I have to sell the wine first, and from that money, I can buy the grapes. So in two thousand, I was selling en primeur uh, quite a, a nice amount of uh, of wine for some friends all around, who send me some nice money, saying, "Okay, Sam, you are starting your own wine. We are buying your wine. We don't care what one. You want. It, it, it have to be good. And it, whenever you want." So they were just following me. Just uh, just do it. And that was the first ASU 2000. That's, uh, and, uh, I was doing that for 2000, 2001, 2003. And then in 2004, I had already some wine remaining that I can, I could start, uh, selling directly. And now I'm working with five hectare of vineyard. I'm selling in 10, 10, 15 countries, mainly Europe. It's more easier to, to do the testing, to, to know the people, it's much more easier. But also in Korea, in Brazil, and today I'm here, that's, uh, um, I'm just following my wine. Is that uh, Blue Danium Company was already importing uh, other producer, good producer in Tokai. and they were thinking for one specific wine, that's called the Dry Samordney. And uh, to be honest, this wine is that uh, I'm the producer, and with all the respect, is the wine who is driving my life. It's not, uh, uh, I'm very happy with that, but uh, just uh, a week in, in here, I'm just, uh, everybody's just, uh, what kind of wine is this? What is that wine?
0: How is it made, and what are the grape varieties, and where is it grown?
1: Grape varieties, it's ferment. In Tokai, we have uh, ferment, harsh lavalu. Zeta and uh, musca, but uh, more than 60, 65 percent of the plant in Tokai are made uh, uh, with ferment. So I'm quite uh, working 90 percent ferment just uh, a little bit of harsh value. And uh, this one is quite for me, it's quite very uh, very important in Tokai because I understand Tokai. Uh, the center of Tokai is a specific situation of a berries attacked with botrytis and dried. And that more or less uh, makes a connection with the sweet wine in Bordeaux. And uh, is that why Toka is famous? Sweet wine, Asu wine. But to to produce this wine, we have to pick the berries when they are ready. And due to weather change, due to whatever happened, we cannot all the time pick the berries one by one. And sometimes we're just selecting part of the branches. So at the beginning, I was just buying Asu berries and just focus on on sweet wine. But step by step, when you are making a selection, you can make a, se- a high selection, but sometimes you have a lower selection. If I speak in potential of alcohol in mousse before fermentation, uh, the asu start from 20, and 20, 21, 22. Uh, you have the sweet samoni between 18 and 20. And you have a wine that is below 18, 18, 17, 16, even 15, that cannot be Told as, a, as a, a dry wine because it's too high in alcohol. Sometimes you have remaining sugar and it's not really a pleasant wine to drink. But with the conception of dry Samorani, you can have this wine fermenting uh, until 16 or 17. And then you edge this wine on a wet cellar and you have a decrease of alcohol. Quite very important because it can be half degrees every year. So after four, five, six years in in the you your result is something that is between uh, thirteen and fourteen in alcohol. So it's quite very nice. And uh, on the top of the of the wine, you have a uh, yeast growing, like uh, we can find in uh, in Jerez, in for the Fino, or in Jura for the Vin Jaune. And that's, uh, that's very natural. That's very... Um, it happens naturally uh, That's That's cellar. happened naturally and it, it's very well known in the past. And uh, what's happened that in 2001, it was a very difficult vintage and I had uh, two barrels that uh, were not so good. So in the spring 2003, after testing notes, I was saying, these two barrels are gone. Um, we just have to throw it and it's, it's done. And for some reason, we didn't empty the barrels in spring, and just before harvest, I was just uh, thinking for space for, for the new new harvest. And this two barrels was there. And then I detect that, oh, that's a vin jaune, you have all the characteristics. I said, oh, something, I didn't know that from uh, my own cellar, I couldn't have uh, my own floor without uh, thinking for it. it just happened naturally. So that's how it happened. But coming from Bordeaux is not a wine that we know very well. I'm born in the Bordetis, but not in the floor area. I'm not coming from Jura. I was in Spain many times, but uh, so I decided to say, it's okay, but I have to learn how to how to deal with that, how they are doing. So I I, I traveled to Jura, I taste wine. I was in a wine competition. I was uh, very well introduced in the Jura area. So I decided to, to make a trial from the 2003 saying, I have to learn, so I have to make a bigger quantity to be sure to have some kind of result. And I was doing many, many trials, like full barrel, half barrel, barrel with uh, a silicone uh, on the top to be sure that there will be no oxygen. And then I was opening a bottle every year and, uh, just starting to learn and to, and, uh, the result is, uh, was bottled first in 2009. And, uh, then I start to understand what I was doing because, uh, detecting the characteristic of the floor it was easy. You know, when you have it in the glass, you say, wow. But, uh, that's all. And, uh, starting the, the try, I was, showing some wine to some people always was, wow, but until you didn't uh, bottle the wine, you know, they are close friends, they are coming, but it's not really for sale already. There is no matter to sell on Primer or whatever. It's just uh, work going on and I was quite very busy to introduce all the other wines, the ASU and, uh, and ASU, ASU, all the other wine. And, um, <laughs> With the time, I bottled it and then made uh, the label and start to travel with this wine. And uh, and then uh, that was a testing in Barcelona with the Japanese uh, sommelier and say, oh, that's something. Uh, is working totally differently than uh, I do with the other wine. Usually, the other wine or all my wine are very classical and uh, sweet. Samori, Asu, Asu Essentia." It's something that is, is very, um, classical. You, you, it's really fitting on your imagination of what, it, what could be Tokai. If you already taste Tokai sometime, when you see my wine, it's just very classical. But with this wine, there are only few people who know that's, that's existing in Tokai and only, more or less only the people who travel to Tokai knew 20 years ago. Because if you travel now in Tokai, it's, uh, it's not usual that the people show this wine. But 20 years ago, I remember arriving over there, it was always finishing the tasting with a dry salmon. That was very classical. With the veil, with yeah, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. More or less that was the context in 2009. And after it's uh, it's one that I don't take a plane to sell this wine. My intention with this wine is the wine I have to attract his own interest. And I have to do my job as a producer, just to to follow him and to, if I'm is it's because of this wine. Brutanium was uh, was contacting me for this wine. So after, as uh, any producer, if somebody wants to wine, buy my wine, I have to say yes. And more or less, that's today's situation.
0: What are the characteristics of the ferment grape variety? How should I understand that as a grape? Uh, for
1: me, if we see the comparison, maybe from France, is uh, something can compare with the Chenin in Loire. It's not really aromatic. It's quite a very strong in tannin content. So that's more or less uh, the variety. But within the ferment, we have very different uh, type of uh, grapes. Is, they are not so long, but uh, we have a pro ferment who is, uh, with a very, very small berries. We have a valtoso ferment who can change depending on the year. Jose Vuyamos from Switzerland in his book, is, uh, uh, it was doing the genetic and uh, there is a relation between fomint and Arashnavada, but it's missing one of, of the parents in each. So the meat of Tokai is still in life, that's saying fomint is uh, 100% from Tokai. That's uh, the main variety of Tokai, but it's a very good variety for botutis. It's very unusual when we have the botutis going in the bad direction. So, as a, as a botrytis producer, it's a, um, trusty variety. That's, uh, the Arch level in comparison, you can have a, a botrytis out of 10 years, maybe two or three. The ferment, if you have the right climate, that's, uh, that's not depending on the variety, but, uh, if you have the right climate and right, uh, rain, it's more or less 100%. You will get botrytis. And it will be quality, to it is. So it's not, it's really easy to understand why the ferment is the main variety in, in Tokai. And uh, that's, uh, that's more or less the characteristic I see in, in this variety.
0: So there are several different districts in the Tokai zone. What is the characteristic of your zone, your village? Olasliska is quite really in the center of Tokai. Tokai is
1: a, it looks like a triangular. With in the south, you have the Tokai mountain, which is a volcano. And the uh, two other points of the triangular are Chateau d'Aiaouihe and Abawi-Santo. And uh, if you see a map, Olatliska is quite um, in the center. We are next to uh, Tolchva and Herdebigné. And uh, the village of Olasliska is, is right on the side of the river, the river called Bodro. We have two rivers, the Tisa coming from, uh, Romania and Ukraine, and the Bodrog is coming from Slovakia. And, uh, between the two rivers, we have a wetland, and that gives us uh, the humidity for the um, Botrytis. And Olatliska have, uh, uh, half of the, of the municipalities on the wetland and on the national park. And the other part is, uh, uh, farming land. And after we have the slope with the, with the vineyard. And on the top of the vineyard, we have uh, uh, the oak tree that we are doing barrels out of that, so it's one of the characteristics we have in Tokai is that uh, we produce wine and the barrel from the same volcanoes.: That's highly unusual so, that? yeah yeah, and it's, uh, it's quite uh, very comfortable to to have you your bar maker just on the, the next village. So it's a very pleasant job that uh, we are not importing something from far, and uh, um, there is a, a lot of work to to do together, and that's very interesting. And we we know that the uh, the wood in the Tokay area, in the Zemplin forest in a very good quality. We we know that from from the French barrel makers. They are buying wood from uh, from the forest, so that's that's more or less uh, the characteristic of the village. We have uh, around six hundred hectares out of the 5,000 hectares, so in more or less 10% of the appellation.
0: So volcanic soil in your area, of course, it's topped with clay or lois or something else, but it's volcanic underneath, and volcanic soil is fairly unusual in France. What was it like working with volcanic soil in a different country?
1: The origin of the volcano was uh, were coming uh, from the bottom of the Pannonian Sea, and as a result, it's a very, very complex and diverse uh, terroir. In somehow, the complexity you can understand that is very rich. But today, as my understanding are today, is uh, is so complex that the producer have to learn what they have and how they can work on that, because it's easy to understand that the, before the communism or during the communism. There were no focus on the differences between one plot to another plot because they were more or less blending all together. So that was the main problem. So in other time we have a maximum of 22 harvests of experiencing. If you take in consideration that uh, Toka have a reputation of potential of aging, Trying to understand wine that uh, is not a wine to be, to be drinking in one year or two years and trying to understand what is the potential of one specific vineyard or one p- specific uh, sold is quite very complex. Uh, but the work is on. In the last, I can say, in the last 10 years, there were many, many works done on that, but not on the dry Samarone. Uh, because on the dry Samarone, uh, I have in my cellar, Dry samorny barrels that are made from different plots. But uh, I, I don't know, maybe uh, altogether there are less than 10 people who can make the differences connect with the terroir. So it's, it's, I, cannot, uh, I cannot start making explanation of what is what. For the ferment, as a dry wine without aging or very short aging, as normal winemaking, picking without botrytis is a bit different. So, um, the work uh, on the filming started um, more or less 10 years ago. And now we can, uh, we can have uh, an offer from Tokai with a different, name and a different name and different name and different producer from the same name. Saying that uh, from the Santamash, for example, there are 10, 10, 15 producer working more or less with something that it's very defined and we know where is it. And uh, then we can see the connection between producer. And uh, for me, I, I started uh, production of ferment recently with the idea to try to understand and highlight different parts of Tokai. Because what we have actually in Tokai is that's all the winemaker hand are a bit strong comparing to the terroir. We don't have a, a winemaking school in Tokai that like you can have in, in Bordeaux, in Burgundy or in Champagne that gave the mainstream of, of winemaking. Today in Tokyo, you find uh, winemakers who are coming with very, very different, different experience. They can come from France, but they can come from Spain or from Slovakia or from Germany, from Austria, from all around, and with different understanding of what is a good job and what, how to work. So, last week was a, a French uh, a French wine tester that uh, we were on an open, uh, open speak, he uh, was saying, well, yes, but today there is uh, there is some kind of that uh, we have the feeling as a consumer that all the wine are are very similar. I can assure you that if you start testing Tokai wine, uh, it's is not the situation, and we, we are not working against that. It's more or less we have too much diversity, and uh, that's uh, that's what's going on in Tokai actually. So that's very exciting, and uh, um, the work to understand the terroir and the name is some is something that's. Uh, it will take a lot of time, but it's on. And uh, it can be tested, the result, and aging potential, we will see. That nobody knows. So people all the week long were, were asking me, oh, but uh, this wine is uh, what kind of uh, potential of aging? I say, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, just uh, uh, for that is a work, and the wine is just to drink and to try to, to have an interest on in what's going on in Tokai. So dry salmon is totally different. We, we are more sure that it, it, it's, a, it's a very nice potential of edging. Uh, a year ago, I organized a, a, a vertical testing from the state farm uh, stock, and we are going back to 51 vintage. No problem and no doubts. And what,
0: was- what's the state farm? That was the group that was vinifying things under the communists?
1: Yes, until uh, the change in uh, in ninety one, there were a monopoly or ninety percent monopoly um, with uh, a state farm that was built and consolidated with uh, integration of cooperative and uh, it was different state on the sixties, on the seventies, and on the eighties. And uh, when we arrived over there, it was more or less a, a monopoly, and uh, with the intention of making a privatization. Is that how the the investor came from France, from Spain, from Germany? That was uh, more or less a starting point of the of uh, the area. And uh, today we have we still have a, a state-owned company, but uh, we have uh, more than two hundred um, small producers with their own label, with their own ambition, their own land, and as a all the 200, you can understand that there are wine producers that's any, like, uh, like in Burgundy or in Bordeaux or whatever. It's just that uh, the difference is, is most of the 200 are new producers. There are only, uh, only, I would say, um, less than 50 who are coming from the area and just following and developing. Most of, of the people who are producing the good wine in Tokai now, usually they come from the city with money or without money that we have all the range uh, small money or big money and then they start and uh, usually they start with uh, a piece of land and uh, make the first uh, the first uh, first wine and uh, and then then after it's just like uh, everybody else so a uh, big diversity and uh, uh, a lot of interesting wine three weeks ago uh, we had a, a wine tasting between producers we try to organize always in uh, in January or February, just to have a kind of uh, uh, sharing info of the last vintage. And that was very surprising that from 2013, that is a very good year for producing sweet wine and Asu. We had a lot of Asu berries last year and was very welcome. But between us, we were just showing dry wine. So that was, uh, everybody, it was maybe 80 or 90% of the, of the sample. The rule where each producer can come with only two bottles. And then uh, we were testing a lot of wine in, uh, in all afternoon, but uh, it was just at the end that we had, uh, uh we had the sweet. I remember in 2000, we had, uh, or beginning of 2001, we had exactly the same organization, not the same producer. But uh, maybe one third were there, and it was ninety percent sweet wine. Everybody was very proud to show the the sweet. Now with the sweet, more or less we 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 have the knowledge. It was an easy vintage. So sharing what uh, what we are um, doing was less interesting. What was interesting is when you pick the grapes. Did you pick in uh, middle of September, twenty September? Beginning of October, middle of October, what kind of alcohol you have on, what kind of acidity, which plot is, and then we can share before bottling or just, just to have the more, more, more information. That's what's going on in Tokai actually.
0: The first dry ferment that I came across from Hungary was the Kurlividar under S. Van Gypsy. Was he an influence on other producers to make dry Tokai, or were there other people also moving in that direction at the same time? It's something that uh, 20
1: years ago, everybody was over-focused on as Considering that the value is there, and the ferment is something that is table wine, there is no point to make a uh, so huge investment to produce table wine. Otherwise, you go in another country. And that was, uh, I can say, maybe an over-focus. But to understand what was going on at the beginning of the 2000. Isvan Sepshi is, is a person that is a bit unique on his work. I was working with him at the beginning at the Royal Tokai and uh, we quite often share opinion, but he's quite very unique on his, his uh, situation. But there were many, many people starting from 2000, 2001, 2002 without intention of exporting wine, without the intention of producing the great Tokay, their intention was to have a piece of land and to produce wine. And uh, if I try to see the differences between uh, uh, producing wine in France and producing wine in Hungary, in France, we have producers, they are professional, and we have consumers, and they are professionals to consume the wine. But only a few people want to jump from one to another. In Hungary, it's not the situation. In Hungary, we have 22 different uh, wine areas. But uh, I can ensure you that uh, most of the people in Hungary, their dream is to produce wine. It can be a, a, a one barrel just for private consumption. If you don't have any money and it's just in your garden, or it can be a, a chateau on an estate. If you own a lot of money, then you can afford to, to have a big investment. But that's... Uh, a very, it's very deep. The, the, the identity of uh, producing wine in Hungary is very, very deep and very, very common. So after the two thousand, as uh, the country was joining the EU, there were most wealthy people. The idea to go out of the city, to, to go back to the countryside. There were many people that they were saying, okay, we're not interested to, to have a business plan and we don't want to, to buy grapes. We don't want to, we are here just because it's a, it's a very nice piece of land. We are proud of our country. We are proud of Tokai and we just want to have some, some decent wine. Usually the decent wine, it's much, much more easier to start with a dry wine. If you don't know how to make wine, it's much more easier. So that's that was uh, the, uh, at the beginning of the 2000 And in the meantime, with this new producer, you had groups of um, small producers sharing ideas, sharing uh, experience. And then comes the idea to, to say, oh, but we have a classification. We claim in Tokay to be the oldest wine area in Europe, uh, more or less at the same time with, with Porto. We have a classification of first growth, second growth, third growth. And uh, all that is in, in the book, but uh, who has the knowledge and telling the Santa is better than New Laszlo 10, 15 years ago, it was not an offer. So what uh, Eastrun was doing to um, try to understand what uh, Eastrun represents for the Tokai producer is something, somebody that uh, uh, he have an influence on the, on the producer, but he also have influence on the consumer that for many years, everybody was looking after what he's doing. He's doing in this direction, he's turning in the other direction. And that was uh, very helping to, to give direction for, for the people who don't know where to go and what to do. So um, that's uh, more or less what, uh, what's the situation.
0: What would you eat with the dry tokai that you make, the dry wine, what would you eat with that wine?
1: For me, the dry wine, are wine for the aperitif, they are wine that uh, you don't, uh, you don't have to make a ceremony that uh, maybe for the asu, for the sweet is a bit more complex that uh, for the filming, it's, it's easy to open, can go to many,
0: many food. It seems like there have been vintages that gave you a lot of Azu berries and there have been vintages that haven't. What are some of those standout vintages for you, either because they were so difficult or because they were so successful since you started in 2000?
1: Every vintage is a big challenge to have the Azu berry because first what we need is uh, some berries that are mature enough. And uh, it's best uh, to have mature grapes in September instead of November. Because uh, uh, we know that in November, the winter is coming and uh, the time to pick the berries, even if it's okay, it will be very short. So what we need and what we are working for is to to have uh, mature grapes, I would say middle of September, end of September, that's, that's the best situation. Sometime we can have mature grapes earlier Due to our, our very early flowering season, we can have a, a flower in May. So we can have a, a mature grapes at the middle of August, or even a bit earlier. If we have some uh, rain, we can start to have some botrytis in August. So it's uh, it's something that is uh, not so usual, but uh, that's happened in 2003. That's happened in 2007. And in two thousand. I remember on the eighth of August, I was already eating some asuberries in Tolchua. so it can happen uh, but usually what we are used to to say and to like to to appreciate on uh, uh usually the harvest is uh, from uh tenth fifteen of October, and we try to finish more or less on the ten or fifteenth of November that more or less when we have the weather which is not so hot and it's not a deep winter, and then we can pick the berries and uh, and but it's really due to to the climatic situation when we have the mature grapes. and that the evolution can vary from from one to ten depending on on the humidity depending the rain the so rain are very very important in the recent years two thousand and thirteen. Perfect for us to berries. It was just, uh, uh, just, uh, very nice. But if we go, uh, a bit back, it was more or less four, four years that we were close. We had the, the mature berries, but we didn't have any bottles. Or maybe, uh, the frost came too early. It was not enough rain. So, um, that's, uh, um, it's It's something that we don't have any influence. we just uh, we are in the position wait and see and that's all and then when we see that a change happen, we can uh, we can say, okay, we can prepare ourselves and uh, and but it's it's very very uh, un- final improvisation. I used to say that I'm a wine grower until first of September and after I'm a wine picker until the end of the harvest and depending on the decision. Driving a harvest in Tokai is totally different than any other place in the world. You don't have plan, you change your plan twice a day. Everybody can change at six o'clock in the morning every day. You can have uh, something perfect, but uh, you decide to pick the berries and you call the person and everything. But uh, at six o'clock in the morning, something happens, nobody comes. So that's quite often also. Uh, It's quite a long harvest. Comparing to uh, other wine area, it's not unusual that we are picking, depending on the harvest, but uh, uh, usually we are picking months, months and a half. So not every day, of course, but it's something that's um, quite very long. And one thing that's uh, probably due to the climate or the variety, but something that very surprised me every year. We have a mature grapes, I would say, in the 15th of September. And these berries, if we don't have frost, they can stay in the same situation until the beginning of November. Usually when you have a ripe Chardonnay or ripe uh, Sauvignon Blanc or Sémillon when it's ripe and you have, uh, 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 it's not for, you cannot expect to have that grapes a month later in the same situation. In Tokai, is quite very common.
0: It seems also that the elevage for these wines is quite long in terms of the dry wine staying in, in wood for six years and the Azu and Essencia wines being aged for quite a bit of a long time before release. What's it like to really design a wine for almost a decade later?
1: If you see Tokai characteristic, we have the volcanoes, we have the variety, we have the climate, continental, uh, we have all of that, that's, uh, above. But, uh, below, we have cellars. That's, uh, that's more or less the key to produce Tokai. That's, uh, we have a specific vinification. We pick the berries. We, we do maceration. But after we, we have to age the wine in barrels for at least two years, three years, on a very uh, specific cellar that we have uh, *Cladusporium* cellar on their wall, and uh, it's a kind of symbiosis between the wine and the fungus. The wine is with alcohol, and you have a kind of a- evaporation of the alcohol, and the alcohol gives uh, the carbon structure to the to the fungus. In exchange, the fungus maintain a high humidity. And that situation gives a a kind of desalcoholization for the wine, which is quite very appropriate for the dry Samorani. For the Asu, it's uh, something that can be very expensive because you can imagine that you, you make your Asu wine and your Asu wine finish the fermentation. But if you have a decrease of alcohol, you will have a restart of fermentation, reducing the, uh, the sugar, and then you are losing your, at, at the end, the uh, evaporation of alcohol is reducing your sugar, because, uh, because the sugar transformed to alcohol, a refermentation. So that's the situation we have, and that's why it's important to have dry salmon in your cellar, because then the alcohol is coming mainly from the dry salmon and not from the assu. So that's, in my understanding for Tokai, dry uh, uh, summer only, if you see an arc, it's really the, um, the stone that stabilizes everything. And if you don't have that, in somehow you are producing something that you don't know what is the destination of the product. Or the other solution is you say no more asuberries, no more sweet wine, and you pick all your harvest in September. That's the two solutions. Is that why it's it's very very I'm very happy to have the, uh, this result with this uh, dry ceremonye because it's such an insurance to have a uh, sweet wine in Tokai for a long term that's very important
0: Samuel T. Non, he's insuring great wines for a long time at the Tinan winery in Hungary. Thank you very much for being here today. thank you very much, Samuel Tinan of the Tinan winery. All Drink to That is hosted and produced by myself, Levy Dalton. Aaron Scala has contributed original pieces. Editorial assistance has been provided by Bill Kimsey. The show music was performed and composed by Rob Moose and Thomas Bartlett. Show artwork by Alicia Tenoyan. T-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, and so much more, including show stickers, notebooks, and even gift wrap, are available for sale if you check the show website, alldrinktothatpod.com that's I-L-L drink to that P-O-D dot com which is the same place you'd go to sign up for our email list or to make one of the crucially important donations that help keep this show operating. You can donate from anywhere using PayPal or Stripe on the show website. Remember to hit subscribe or to follow this show in your favorite podcast app, please. That's super important to see every episode and thank you for listening.